previously on the Dave and Steve show. I'm going to talk less tonight. I said at the end of the last show, I feel like I talk too much and I talk over you guys. So tonight, I'm going to take a back seat to the two of you. I'm going to I'm going to be here for moral support, but for the most part, I'm going to try and give you the space to breathe and proves it like proved it like hard proved it drilled it into like he he did not let you sit down i wanted to love aerosmith and i wanted to love kiss but they were terrible and everybody else is brianna and alexandria and diphtheria but, and but what is <laughs> what is <laughs> and with all that fiber i mean it's turning my body into confetti cannon i i don't appreciate <laughs> that either <laughs> what are you, what are you aiming that cannon that pick picks his spots my ass <laughs> if uh, yeah, the first time i was on an airplane they had seats and they told me i had to use the buckle a showman taking certain guitars off putting other ones on playing piano doing all these different things like it was definitely just... not loaded up on fentanyl <laughs> at the time <laughs> yeah and you just drink a lot of water and you just try not to gag, which is effectively what I do. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nobody in my life uh, brings more uh, regret into it than you, Steve. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Let's, go to, let's all go to Buffalo. Hey, yeah. How's that for letting me talk more going? No, I, well, God I damn it. Curious. This is what happens when I let you talk more. Okay? No. This, I, that's over. That experiment's done. All right? Again or done. Welcome to the Dave and Steve show. I am Dave sitting right alongside me. A mere 27 miles away is Steve. It's a beautiful night for podcasting. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. Now I just found out about nitrogen infused Pepsi just like a minute ago. And that's all I can think about. I had something else to say, but I don't want to say it. Off and running on the Dave and Steve show, as Tracy mentioned, uh, just before we went on the air, we were talking about there is apparently some new Pepsi coming. It's uh, the the only thing I can sort of liken it to or that I can gather from what I've read is that it's effectively just like when you open a Guinness and, and like Steve said, there's some kind of little rattly thing in the bottom that basically kicks out the, the nitrous when you open it. The Pepsi is going to be the same way now, and I think they've got two flavors. It's Pepsi, and then I, the other one's like vanilla or something. I forget which one the other one is. They, they always go too far on the flavors, don't they? It, like Pepsi wasn't enough that they have to like. Yeah, this I'm actually excited to try. They said it's going to be a little bit creamier. I am one of the people. I'm one of the weirdos, and I grew up in a time of Laverne and Shirley, so I'm one of the people who my mom had me try Pepsi and milk because that was the thing Laverne used to drink on that show. That's right. And I tried it and didn't mind it at all. So if you if it's a creamier Pepsi, I, I, that's kind of what it sounds like, and I'm in. I'll know. try it. Yeah. I, I, that'll, I, that'll probably be the first time that I've I've purposefully bought a Pepsi when, um, when it hasn't been the only thing offered to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what See, I mean? I I have a Pepsi from Iraq in my uh, in my uh, refrigerator right now. Yeah, don't, don't drink and, that. Uh, don't yeah, drink that. I haven't tried that, that yet. Sucker open. Let's see how it how it lasted. I I've never been really a, a Pepsi fan. I've never really like hated it or anything like that. I mean, I'll certainly drink it. It has a different taste that I'm just. It's just not my favorite. I I, I would prefer like a Royal Crown over a. Steve, over a Pepsi. Steve, I I. 
I credit you with switching me from Pepsi to Coke because my family was a Pepsi family. And then when I would go over to your house, your your garage fridge was always stocked with Coke. And so I started drinking Coke. over. And the only thing I can describe it as is for me, Coke has more of a bite to it. And that's that's the best way I can describe it. It burns a little bit more. And I liked that. And and so to this day, if, if I've got a choice, if I'm presented with options, I'm one of those people that if I if I go to a restaurant, I'm like, can I get a Diet Coke? And they're like, we only have Diet Pepsi. I'm like, that's fine. Bring me. I, I it's yeah. not it's not make or break. But if if presented with both options, I will usually side with Coke. I will say this, though. Get ready to have your boots shaken right off your goddamn feet. Okay. Wow. The, be <laughs> the best diet soda that I've had that I love is Dr. Pepper Zero Vanilla. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hands Dr. down. Pepper Zero Vanilla. I, I think it's technically cream soda. I, it's Dr. Pepper Zero Cream Soda. I think I think I got that a little bit. But yeah, that, it's that's delicious. Good stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. And even my wife, who hates diet beverages, will drink that. Is this is this going to be one of those other things that bites me in the ass? Like when people say, you know what? Greek yogurt tastes just like ice cream. <laughs> it, it, it won't bite you in the ass that way. How it will most likely bite you in the ass is when it gives you colon cancer. But that's a completely oh. different type of bite right. in the ass. So it bites you from the inside. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, that's a strong product. Yeah. That's good branding. Yeah. You're good. All right. Let's 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 get going on the show. Uh, Steve, what'd you get up to last week? You know, um, I have been um, diligently uh, swimming yeah. um, every morning at five. Uh -huh. um, when they open it up, I, I get in there and I swim. Yeah, now, um, there was a moment... This was this was a couple weeks ago um, when I was out there and and the normal lifeguard wasn't there on time. So I was waiting around to get in the pool and uh, it was like, you know, 10 after or so. And that's not that big of a deal. But I'm as I'm sitting there waiting in the lane that I have been swimming in for 18 months, um, the you know, the far lane. So nobody bothers me. I, I for for months, I was like the only dude in there for like a half yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, you know, I'm over there in the in the far lane, um, and there's another gentleman that joins me. He takes the other far lane, and um, he he got in, um, and as I'm about to get in, I have my earplugs in, right? Like I can't hear. I see this person come come in the um in the side, and they're carrying like all the shit right they're carrying they're carrying the floaties and they're carrying the um they're carrying the the flotation belt and they're in like a full they're in like a full um body um suit which pe people wear all the time because it, it's to be warmer yeah um yeah. but it's like a full body swimsuit and they're coming in and they're hollering about something left and right and pointing at stuff and and um and i'm like what is what is happening and they go into the employees only um, thing just for a moment. They go in that I'm like, you're not, that's, you're not carnival personnel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Going there. Um, no one's allowed in the Doniker. Yeah. I'm like what, what's going on? They come out with a noodle, like a big pool noodle that apparently isn't available um, to everybody else. Um, and, and now they're coming, they're coming straight at me. Right. Like I'm, I'm about to get in the, get in the pool. They're coming straight at me down the lane. And I'm like, no, they're, they're going to try to talk to me. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. 
and I can't hear, right? Yeah. And I can tell they're waving at me, waving at me. And, um, cause you have waterproof uh, headphones in and you're listening to NPR in the pool. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have <laughs> the headphones on this time. I just have earplugs, right? To keep water from going in. And I cannot, I cannot ignore this person anymore. And they, they're right there in my face. And, um, they say, I'm going to take this lane because I can't get my hair wet. And, uh, and I said, what? <laughs> I definitely heard, I'm going to take this lane because I can't get my hair wet. They turn around and they walk the other way. And I said, sure. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm upset about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into a big fight over yeah. it. I look over at the lifeguard and the lifeguard looks at me like, like, I'm not going to fight him. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, this isn't going to be like a thing where I, you know, freak out because I can't get in my lane. Yeah. Um, but, but I think is, when somebody claims something so outlandish, like I'm going to be in the pool, but you need to know, I can't get my hair wet. Like yeah. what, to what, to what level are you going to argue with that kind of person anyway? Yeah, that That's that. And you know what? I was just like, for a moment, I'm thinking the the nerve somebody has to tell me to, you know, I, I did the work I got here. I, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, and they, they come in later and whatever, and they, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm swimming in this other lane and I'm fine with it. I'm, but I'm burning up in my head, like this person who's doing, I can't believe this. And then I'm, then I get to thinking, this is stupid. This person has a need to, um, to not get their hair wet. This, this is easy. This is not a big deal for me. That is it's though. Not, it is. It's one I, person making their problem. Everybody else's problem. That always pisses <laughs> me off. I, I hate it, that. It's it's uh, they were advocating for something that, and I don't know why, maybe their hair falls out if it gets wet. And the, and the only way they don't they go in a pool. Maybe this is the, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I'm, I'm trying to get this figured, right? I'm trying to get this, um, resolved right in my head by the, by the end of my swim, I am relaxed. I'm totally fine. This person had done what they had to do. They're not swimming. They're, they're walking in the pool back and forth okay. with uh, flotations and stuff. And, and it's, there's people that do that all the time. Sure. So I'm, I'm over it. Right. I come home. I tell, I tell my wife, I'm like, Hey, this weird thing happened at the pool. And, and, and my wife's like, Oh, that, that's, that is a little strange. Hadn't happened in a while. I expected to see this person come and mess up everybody's morning. Like the, the rest of yeah. the, uh, not that I'm like, I, I didn't think about it. Well, last week they came back and they, um, and I was already in the pool and I wasn't in, I wasn't in the, the side lane because something else was going on. Um, uh, two people had got there before me. Two people did the work got there ahead of me, um, hopped in those, and I'm fine with it. Right. But this person comes in and, and while they're in the pool starts hollering and whatever, like upset about it. And, um, they, they didn't move. <laughs> they, now, they didn't move on that lane. <laughs> now, Steve, let me, so at, at work, so I'm going to give a little bit of context here around this gym that you're referring to. And I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm about to uh, let my, what we like to call at work, my unconscious biases show through here because 
And it's not what you think it's going to be. The, I, the, it, what it's about is the fact that this gym that Steve's referring to, and let's be clear here, as much shit as I give Steve for being, uh, I call him Richie Rich or tell him he's being pretentious, whatever, Steve is not. Steve is not a pretentious person. He's not a gajillionaire. He doesn't flaunt what he has or anything like that. He's very humble. But the gym that Steve goes to is arguably one of the nicest gyms in the United States. It is a multi multi million dollar gym filled with millionaire upon millionaire upon millionaire they have chandeliers in the dressing rooms it is like the most shishi of shishi clubs in the most affluent part of the seattle region it is it is the epitome of rich person's gym so and and i'm there let's just be clear i'm there on a technicality like uh at most yeah so the, I, I, I don't have any business people so the bias the bias i have is that i have been around as we've discussed on this show i've been around the people enough at that frequent that gym to know that 98 percent of them probably myself included on the right day are complete narcissistic sociopathic assholes and so when i see things like the person who goes into the the uh locker room and instead of using the blow dryer for their head, which is what they're supposed to use it for, they mm -hmm. prop a foot up on the counter and dry their balls and dick with the blow dryer yeah. in front of everybody, not trying yeah. to hide anything, just full display. I'm drying off my balls. What's wrong with you? Just blowing their bally air all over. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear, I hear people saying, you know, well, I just got back from three weeks in Cancun. It was it was quite a drag because it was only 85 degrees and our yacht required extra fuel to keep us warm and not, like all that shit. I'm just like, it's full of the most, it's full of some of the worst people on the face of the earth. And so this person I immediately assume is one of those who is yeah. just like, I've got so much money. I don't know what to do with it. And I'm going to step in and tell all these underlings that are in this pool that I deserve more respect than they do. So watch my hair. Yeah. And the locker room is filled with the scent of their sort of like, ball air <laughs> eucalyptus ball air yeah now, now this person you know they're you know we're we're all human and there's only so much you can do with a swimsuit and there's like no rhinestones or anything on this right thing. I, right so i i have no idea who this person is or what you know what their deal is but i do know that they they have a thing about getting their hair wet and i did notice them in in the middle lane as i was getting out um, and they, they did not seem happy about it. Um, they did not, they did not seem like, uh, they were, they were pleased with, with that situation at all. It's one of those growth moments for them where they realize maybe the middle lane can work. For yeah. Them. Yeah. This is maybe, this maybe, maybe so. Um, I, you know, I, this I, Steve, I, you like pick, pick your battles, but whatever, whatever I, you made me think of something else too, which is. I contend, and I've never conducted this study because it'd be weird as shit, but I contend that you could take 10 people, one of whom is a multimillionaire, you could strip them down naked, remove all makeup from them, all mm -hmm. jewelry, all earrings, anything like that. You could stand them in a lineup, and I bet 9 out of 10 people would pick the millionaire. There is something about people who have a lot of money that it's a way that they carry themselves. It's an expression on their faces. There is something about people with money you can always tell. 
You can now, tell them. Is, one, is that one of those cart and horse things where there's personality types that drive people to sure. have that type of aspirations in life? Or does the does a life lived affluently produce that sort of air? Yeah, I don't. It's a very chicken and egg thing. I don't know, but that's the, what the study would find out. The, I've talked to my wife about this. <laughs> exactly. And penis size. I've talked to my wife about this many times and she agrees. Like there is just something about the way people carry themselves when they have a lot of money. And to Tracy's point, it could be that as an example, I don't know if the type A personalities are, you can see a type A personality on the surface without ever speaking to them. I don't know, but you, and at that gym, Steve, like throw yeah. a rock and you're hitting one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, maybe it's, you know, how somebody carries themselves because they don't have the weight of the world on their shoulders. <laughs> right. and their, yeah. and their eyes are filled with possibilities <laughs> instead of being dead inside. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it, you know, yeah. it doesn't feel like you have a gorilla standing on your chest. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's, you know, well, good luck. yeah, that, anyway, so there, there you go. Uh, I'll keep you, uh, I'll keep you posted on whether or not there's another, there's another sighting on yeah. that because I now have a need for that, um, that other, um, that other lane or, or Wendy and I have that need because Wendy's going back with me with her, uh, with her leg and it's easier to get in and out with the Well, ladder. I hope she goes back with both of her legs. Well, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, yes, for sure. Because of that, because of that injury that she had, um, it's when, easier for her to get in when he's going back with her leg. What a weird thing to say. Yeah, well, yeah, it is weird. But you know, and the thing is, Dave, like the rest of the morning crew that that swims in the morning, they get there a little bit later. Great people, nice folks. They everybody's friendly. Ask ask me about my family, how everybody's doing. Gasty again. Um, it <laughs> just good folks. Just good folks. <clears throat> and let's be clear. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying all I was not connecting the dots that all rich, rich people are dicks by default. I made the comment that most of the people who go to that gym are dicks. And then I made a separate observation that you could determine right. the rich person in a lineup of nude people. But I did not for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> say yeah, that it's, all... it's a complicated Venn diagram <laughs> of uh of uh, of, of really situations the overlap that, is uh, is yeah. scarce in places yeah, yeah. So all right all right getting uh dry, dried with a hair dryer actually tracy what'd you get up to last week besides dragging well, your balls you know, in the gym i have to credit you a little bit here because the uh uh i i went to a local music store and picked up uh a spark amp uh, yeah. this week. And so this, you know, for listeners who don't, you know, play guitar, this is basically a, um, a solid state amp that uses sort of just digital modeling to produce sounds, but can use technology. That's everything comes with an app for the phone. Now your refrigerator and everything. And yep. almost none of the time is it ever worth it? Yeah. The whole, most <laughs> of the stuff on the internet of things is just stupid, but this is one of those cases where that's not true. And with my phone, I can change and uh, change sounds and fine tune things and have music produced for me to play along with. And What's interesting about this is it instantly transformed uh, my playing uh, in styles that I have never played in. And because mostly I've been a rock guitar player, yeah, just yeah, yeah. mostly just straightforward rock and some blues. That's been what I've been doing for a long time. But 
the playing in keys i normally don't play in playing music and rhythms and all sorts of things that i don't usually play in even my stupid kids and you know how stupid they are you guys know sure they yeah. even commented that my planes seem transformed and so i've i've not even gotten out you know like my whammy guitar yeah. really yeah i've gotten out my my airline town and country look it up on uh, your favorite uh, search <laughs> engine and uh and i've been playing uh this <laughs> j- just you know the, kenny g the guitar that sounds like a camp trailer the airline <laughs> yeah. town and country find it at sears it's, roebuck today Yes, I mean basically, you see it at guitar stores in the, in the early 1960s and at Campground of America, <laughs> and so it's uh, the, the guitar that has a vest. Yes, <laughs> yes, it wears it wears a vest. It's yes, and it's a uh, it's a uh, with pockets on the front, and it's a uh, but it's a uh, so I've enjoyed the, the hell out of that, and my fingers are sore for a change it's because of guitar playing which is the reason i i prefer my fingers to be sore so that has uh been a really fun uh part of my life and uh and i and i did that this this week and i i credit it for the just a few minutes that you did a demo of that for me so this is just another example of where you've improved uh the quality of my life yeah yeah that's so we're do. up to like three now, which is pretty cool. I laughed when you said everything has an app now because Steve and I actually share. A, well, we don't share a fridge. That's stupid. We <laughs> we we bought the same fridge. Uh, and so I, I Steve, I clearly put my name on the milk. You're a dick. No, we uh, we bought the same fridge, and it it does. It comes with an app, and so just like anything else today, the you read through the manual of how to set it up, and it's like download the app. I download the app, of course. Like why wouldn't I? And then I start getting these reports, like how much energy I used last month. What am I supposed to do with this information? Especially in a family of four, I have two kids. And even if it was just me and I got the report, I I wouldn't go like, well, I used more energy than last month. Guess I won't get the milk and orange juice out of this. Like, I'm still going to get the things out of the fridge when I want them out of the fridge. It's not going to change anything about my lifestyle. So it is literally a useless app that gives me a useless yeah. report every month. There is one thing oh God, on here that we go. app that I really that I really appreciate. Here comes the yeah, but when the door is open and left open, I get an alert that says the door on your refrigerator is open. And when I am far away and I get that notification, I freak out. And I, I either, if I can get to the refrigerator door, I'll shut it. Or if I have to call home right. and tell somebody, like, I, I, I wish I could get my German Shepherd uh, a cell phone because that German Shepherd would shut the door of yeah. the refrigerator yeah. for me. And not even, and not even want to thank you for it. They'd just be happy to do it. You, you know? just, you just throw a ring camera or something in your house, then you can turn on the audio and talk within your house they'll think god is telling them to close the fridge door so yeah hey go close the fridge okay yeah uh anything else tracy from last week that sounds like the most horrifying thing in the world i don't want an app to do that i don't (laughs) want more notifications no i don't have anything except to complain about technology that's all so so i'm glad i'm glad that you mentioned the guitar and i'm glad that you mentioned music in general because i've got a bone to pick with steve okay yeah 
So yeah. Steve and my buddy Toby and my buddy Mike and I all played in a band all through high school, even after high school. And every year or every so often, sometimes it's not every year. In fact, rarely it's every year. But we try to get the band back together. We uh, we the it's it's always the same. The chatter kind of kicks up a little bit. Hey, we're thinking about maybe doing a show this summer. Uh, would anybody be interested? Yeah, I can do this summer. This sounds good. Kind of work through a song list. We do it all remotely. And then at some point we get together and, and then we play the show. So this time I, I, I went I went the extra mile. I talked to Toby, the singer. I said, hey, we're getting the band back together. Let's get together and figure out some songs. I reached out to the elusive Mike, the bass player, who I think collectively we talked to about once a year. Managed to raise Mike on the phone. You know how bass players are. It's kind of hard to get a hold of them. But I got a hold of Mike. Hey, Mike, we've got this this entire month of June. Can you can you do one gig in the entire month of June? Sure, I can. I just can't do the last week of June. Great. So we've got now we've got at least three weeks. Three weeks in June, which by my which, math, which would seem like a lot of time. And and at if least, all you needed was a drummer. At least a month from now. So Steve, who gives me so much shit about how awful I am at responding to texts. I send a message to the group with Steve included. And I say, hey, we're getting the band back together. We're targeting June. Here's the dates that will work. Steve, all you got to do is pick one. That's that's We've done all the other work. You just got to pick one date. Nothing. I get nothing for like two days. Absolutely nothing. So yeah. then I respond to the entire thread. And I say, well, I didn't get nothing. Mike gave me the devil horns emoji. So I at least got something. But I get nothing from Steve. So then a couple days later, I respond to the entire group and I say, Psst, Steve, that was your cue. Which Steve responds to almost immediately and says, I'm on it. I've heard nothing since then. Absolutely nothing. Now, Steve, I know you and I know that at times you can be very busy. And your life is very complicated for a number of different reasons in terms of your schedule. Yeah. I tried to give you as much fair warning as I could. I got nothing in return. So I'm sitting over here learning poison solos, not knowing if this shit is actually going to happen because I've still never heard anything back from Steve. You are learning the solos? I am learning the so I just, I've got the talk dirty to me solo in the pocket, ready to go. Wow. Okay, well then we then we really have to do the show. Um, I don't know if I, I want to now. Uh, so there's a couple of things that are up in the air that I'm that I'm checking back on. And to to be to be completely honest, um, I have not made this a priority. <laughs> I thought um, you were going to say I forgot. <laughs> no, no, I haven't forgot. It's it's one of those things that's eaten at the back of my head as to what you know. What needs to happen? But here's the problem. I know you have an older son who's got a lot of shit going on. I know you have a very busy wife who's got a lot of stuff going on. And the longer this lingers and you don't make it a priority, gonna, it gets filled fill up. up. And then you yeah. say, sorry, guys, I waited too long. I can't do June. How about February of next year? Right. I So I have I have already floated it out there. But what I what I'm waiting to do is there's extended family because we have a graduation coming up. And there's going to be a party that is going to land on either of those weekends. And I need to know when that's going to happen. And that has not happened. I have not gotten the confirmation on that yet. So 
there's going to be a big family thing that I'm going to, I have to be at, um, because it's a, you know, you know, my niece is graduating. What, I what think- if I, here's a, here's a, what if just a thought experiment, what if a band you've been with longer than your family has existed <laughs> needed you for one week it's it's and valid you just Steve. told and you just told them look yeah i mean the whole song the beth is about <laughs> letting someone know that look we just can't find the sound just a few more hours and i'll be right home to you i i want you to understand that i have done that for 20 years i have had that beth song conversation and you know what i'm not coming home with the sound (laughs) or or um or the millions of dollars that that dude made (laughs) well but peter chris to be fair probably never came home with the sound either and he probably didn't get the girl either he so turns I'm, everything to kiss everything eventually you know, becomes kiss. you know what peter chris you know you know what beth was super tired of hearing just a few more hours yeah uh just yeah and that's that's what i'm trying to i'm trying to avoid having uh, to um having to disappoint too late as many people well, as once again you're missing the subtext of one of the most the greatest american songs ever <laughs> the subtext is shut up look there's always a couple more hours. Yeah. You need to shut up and quit calling me. Uh, in other news, while we wait for Steve to get me an answer, uh, and this will be this one will be brief, but uh, I just wanted to hit it on my list. I fell in the shower. I was rushing, trying to get. So you guys know I've been doing this thing with the contractors, and they're coming over to take this deck off my house and all this shit. You so didn't I'd, break through the floor, did, did, did you? you? Break it? That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted so, to know. I mean, I think my wife, who was downstairs, thought that she either thought that I fell and broke the floor or that a 747 crashed into the house because I'm not a small Ooh. person. But I had, right. I was rushing, trying to get showered off before the contractor came because I had been on the treadmill and I was gross and sweaty. And mm-hmm. I, I did the thing where I sort of, I leapt into the shower and the shower floor was slippery and I went down like a house of bricks. I mean, just boom on the ground. I've got a huge, this happened late last week. I have a huge bruise on my ankle, a massive, one of those gnarly, like black and yellow, like gnarly, gnarly bruises. And then I've got one right on my love handle. Luckily my love handle padded most of that. So it wasn't a terrible injury there. The ankle, that's gonna bother me for a little while, but that's neither here nor there. Bathroom related, I had a question that came up today. As I told you guys before we went on the air, I've been incredibly busy at work lately. Like, stupid busy, 7 to 7 most days. And that's because of a lot of different things. And I'm not complaining. There's a lot of people that are in worse cases than me, and and so I have perspective. But I was so busy, and this is show night, and I had a lot of shit going on. Mm -hmm. So I did something that I've done before (laughs) that I think is gross. But I'm not sure. And even if it is gross, I'm okay with it. And that is, I took a bath and I ate dinner while taking the bath. So I had a sandwich. I had chips. I Now, I've got a system. I don't get in the tub while the tub is filling with my food. Because anybody that eats dinner in the bathtub has a system. Now listen, yeah. listen, once once I've once I've gotten in the tub, my ass and my balls and everything else are in the water. So what sure. I don't want 
is I don't want any of that water as the faucet is filling the tub to splash out and hit any of my food. So I keep the food far away on a separate counter. I keep everything over there. I go ahead and let the bathtub get filled up. Unlike normal where I just get right in and let it fill up around me, I let it get full. And then I turn it off and then I get my stuff and I get in the tub. Now, of course people can make the case, well, there's a toilet in there. So there's fecal matter probably swirling in the air. You probably, that's neither here nor there. I'm just curious. Have you guys ever done this? Does this bother you? Am I weird for doing this? Because I don't have a lot of other options. On a day like today where it's crazy busy, I got to cut corners somewhere. So I'm going to eat in the bathtub. It's either that or I don't take a bath or I don't rinse off for the day. I don't have time to do a shower and eat. I got to combine the two. I can't eat in the shower. That would be a trick. So I have to eat in the tub. Wrong or not wrong? Um... I was gonna let Tracy talk first, but <laughs> I think uh, I think I I can I think I can handle this for the both of us, Tracy. Just by your facial expressions alone, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on on a limb and say you're both totally okay with this. I have um I have had beverages in the shower before. Sure. If I'm really if I'm really thirsty and and just yeah, because where are you gonna I get water in a shower? Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Water, you know, um, but. Uh, but I don't believe I've ever, um, I've ever, you know, had like fondue or anything like that. Going, I don't, I don't like. How elaborate are these dinners, Dave? I mean, are you, um, are is like, you know, beef Wellington? I mean, so what are, va what are we valid, valid question because I have gone too far, and where I went too far was I made a salad. I made a salad in a bowl, a nice big salad had yeah, all sorts that's... of stuff on it. And the problem with the salad is just like when you're eating a salad out of the bathtub. You take a fork, you stick it in there, and when you bring it up to your mouth, things are going to naturally just fall. You got lots of stuff in a right. salad, so something's going to fall. It's not going to get speared quite the right way. It's going to fall. And so then I got broccoli and other things floating in the bathtub next to me that I got to kind of fish out. Even in that case, I wouldn't say this is a system because I never did it again. I did anticipate it, and I brought in a plastic cup with me that I set on the edge of the tub so that as things fell into the bathwater, I could just fish them out and put them in the cup. I didn't have to worry about that's, it. That's that's a system. So, yeah. uh, are there are there is it sandwich? Do you do sandwiches or do you do? Yeah, tonight was a sandwich. Tonight was a turkey sandwich. You know, I like my sandwiches dry. I don't eat any like mayonnaise or anything like that on them. So it's so literally so bread. Sure eat them in the tub. It was bread, yeah. turkey, and cheese. And then I had just a little handful of, uh, not chips, but they were uh, like dried wasabi, like little, or not, was sorry, not wasabi, edamame. So little dried edamame beans uh, for my like kind of crunchy chippy thing. So yeah, it was so a sandwich and chips effectively. You proved that you can like your sandwich dry and like <laughs> your sandwich wet. <laughs> That's, that's, that's what you proved to me. You, you are now a hobbit riddle. Is what you are. <laughs> I like my sandwich dry and my baths wet. Yeah. Tell me how you could enjoy your sandwich dry while enjoying your sandwich wet. Tracy, where do you stand on this? Because here's, I'm going to guess, and I'm going to mm -hmm. say, while you may have never done this, I think you're potentially okay with this. I've done a lot of shameful things in the bathtub. <laughs> and, uh, but I will tell you, when it comes to eating, I'm going to be, I'll be definitely okay with eating in the bathtub, but I'm going to be really picky with menu. There's going to be things I would do like, 
I would say that I would definitely have like this side menu that is like my bath menu and stuff I wouldn't even eat anywhere else. And I'm thinking like, I'm okay with burritos. Yeah. I'm okay with maybe a gyro. Very self-contained, not going to get a lot of spillage. Exactly. Possibly a hamburger. Yeah. Like, but get the floating, the basket, the plastic basket, and it'll float in the bath. Right. Sure. So I I can do that. that. Um, but there's a lot of things like, cause I am, I, I am kind of very a compartmentalized, uh, person. I, I've read, uh, uh, people talking about personality, uh, types where people, some people are pancakes where yep. they can handle a lot of things yep. over yep. their surface. And some people are waffles and I'm definitely a waffle. I want my bath to be the best bath it can be. But food can't like ruin my bath and I don't want my bath to ruin my food. So it's going to require a unique sort of combination. Well, the last thing that I will say about this before I move on is for people like Steve who are turning their noses up at me, let me just say this to you, okay? (laughs) There are a lot of people, probably Steve included, who have gotten in a swimming pool and have eaten something while lounging on on a floaty raft or something of that nature we're not that far off. I mean, it's water. You're in it. Yes, I know it's not chlorinated, but it's not like you're dumping chlorine on the food to make sure it's nice and preserved before you put it in your mouth. You're in water. Your balls are in that same water. Your butthole's in that same water, and you're eating in that same water. So it's really not that different from what I'm doing. I'm just doing it in a much more smaller unit with the possibility of fecal matter floating through the air. Yeah, once you once you went there, I think I just changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of yeah. eating in the pool either. And, yeah. uh, and mm. I make sure that I, I rinse off thoroughly before I get into the pool um, so that I'm clean. So you're Stick telling me right job. now that you would rinse off your balls and then lick them immediately? Are you okay with that? You'd lick your butthole if you had just rinsed it off in a shower? If I rinsed it. Okay. I can't reach. Yeah, I think I would rinse off as <laughs> much tried. as a burrito. <laughs> I can't reach. <laughs> I can't, I can't reach back there. I don't even know what back there looks like. <laughs> Last time I tried that, I popped my neck out for weeks. All right, we're going to take... The, go it's, ahead. It's it's the bath thing that has me a little nuts. I like the bath takes too long. I can't sit in a bath as it fills up. As it is, my showers are quick. And I just, I just, I rinse the business pieces like real fast. I power wash the part, the troubled areas. And then I just get out. I don't so, have to, I don't. I don't want to. I think I have a solution for you, Dave. So next time you are without, um, without that kind of time, I want you to, I want you to go to KFC and get a bucket of chicken. Or if you can go to Chicken Box, go to Chicken Box, get Chicken Box, get chicken, box chicken, and they will give you um, wet wipes. And what you can do is you, you save one wet wipe for your hands, and the other one, you, you take. Um, you take a. I know there's a term you're wanting to use that you can't use right now. Chemical shower. You just take a, take a little wet wipe bath. Yeah. And 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 now you're now you're golden. You're you're in good shape. Yeah. And if you if you don't feel like it's going to be enough, just ask for another wet wipe. They'll give you one. They, they okay. Don't so care. so your your solution to my problem of not having enough time in my life is to drive to a fast food restaurant and order there. That's right. Okay. Back on the Dave and Steve show right after this. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? 
Is the same old pastor just going on and on? The blah, 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 blah. Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, let it supply. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonators show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Laughing it up at Crazy Mike's. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. Go my way, take the highway, that's the best. Get your kicks on Route 66. Route 66 was named the Mother Road. It was one of the first routes of the old federal highway system, which was replaced with the interstate highway system under President Eisenhower. Traveling from Chicago, Illinois, and heading west to Santa Monica, California, Route 66 became an iconic picture of hope of a promised land. In the classic novel, The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck, the author drew an allegory from the plight of the victims of the Dust Bowl of the 1930s to the biblical account in Exodus of Israelites leaving the captivity of Egypt with the promise of a new land filled with milk and honey. The 2,448-mile route is a testament to the bittersweet journey of all of our lives that begins with loss and despair and ends with the hope of a new found life. This has been Tracy's, by my calculations, Dave is somewhere near Springfield, Illinois by now. <laughs> Minute. <laughs> My favorite minutes. If you don't know what Tracy's talking about, go back and listen to last, last week's episode. It's about this, speaking of apps, it's about this app that tracks your running and lets you run through real places in the world and gives you a medal. But my favorite minutes from Tracy are the ones that are deadpan all the way through until the title of the minute. Because you, you keep expecting where it turns and it never turns. And then right at the end, the title is the zinger. Pure genius, Tracy. Yep. <clears throat> Beautiful. Hey, uh, Tracy's muted, so that's uh, that's working out well so far. Hey, I wanted <laughs> you back, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I Total pros. Had, had another absolute there. pros. Uh, so I zapped Steve. I wanted to touch on something. This is just a. This is going to be really brief, but I wanted to talk about this real quick. This was an interesting article uh, that I had found and raised with my team at work for for various reasons, but. It is about the the serial killers and how they relate to astrological signs, namely mm -hmm. around what are the most common signs of serial killers. Okay. So, Steve, what are you? Um, I grew up thinking I was cancer, 
and uh, I, I mean, well, in many just... ways, I am. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a cancer. But I'm kind of on the cusp, so <laughs> I do see that I have a lot of Gemini tendencies as well. Uh, but uh, but cancer is what I. You're you're technically a cancer. Okay, Tracy, what are you? Uh, I'm a Capricorn, uh, the sea goat, as it were, okay. and uh, so uh, and I'm I'm just fully Capricorn by 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 all the uh, horoscopes I've ever seen. It's just so dead on. Okay, so let's and and I'm a Taurus. Just for so everybody keep that in mind at home. We got a Cancer, a Capricorn, and a Taurus. So the most common signs uh, shared by serial killers. So believe it or not, Cancer. Scorpio, Sagittarius, and Pisces are all tied. They each had, now we're talking through the course of recorded history and serial killers, and I don't know the definition of the serial killer in this article, but it's killing more than one person, let's say. Uh, so Scorpio, Cancer, Sagittarius, and Pisces all had 46 serial killers per sign each. So Steve, you're tied for number one. Way to go. Uh, Aquarius and Libra are, are a close second. They each had 44 serial killers by, si by sign. And then Tracy's Capricorn mm -hmm. sliding right in at third with 42. Okay. So now then there's me. Okay. There's, there's fun loving dickhead Dave, who everybody likes to say is the biggest jerk on the show. And, and mm -hmm. uh, I get called arsehole. an ar arsehole and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. guess what? It turns out when you vent your frustrations and you let that stuff out, you tend to not kill a lot of people. You you find other ways of of venting, mm -hmm. and so there, I've heard there that, is yeah. there. There's the excuse. Gemini and Taurus, twenty seven, and in last place by a wide margin because Aries is above them at thirty eight. So there's a pretty big now discrepancy. That surprises me a little bit, frankly. Between Gemini and Taurus, so I just like to say, and not only that, I'm gonna toot my own serial killer horn a little bit more here. Taurus killed the fewest people at only 204 over their 27 serial killers. So that's, you know, uh, less than 10 per serial killer. Like that's, it's barely even a serial killer. I would say that in a lot of those cases, it probably just be explained away by road rage and being drunk at a bar and all that kind of Crime, stuff. Crimes of passion. Yeah, I accidentally sure. killed yeah. seven people. Like it's one of those things. So Taurus, I, I far and away, I believe I am the nicest person on this show right now. Mm -hmm. And all you other people that gave me shit all these years, can go mm -hmm. to hell because it's actually Steve followed by Tracy who have single-handedly and I'm talking the two of them now killed right. the most people on this show. Well, I mean we're nice until we snap. I mean we, obviously I have a breaking point and um I we're probably dancing around it. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I think in many ways I think this kind of speaks to what we're able to tolerate up yeah. to a certain amount. So just and I think just for those listening at home, let me just I'll just run through the list really fast again with everybody, because I'm sure people are curious about their signs. So Scorpio, Cancer, Sagittarius, Pisces each had 46 killers. Aquarius and Libra had 44. Capricorn had 42. Virgo had 44. Leo, the lion, had 39. Aries, 38. And then once again, and I like bringing this up, Gemini and Taurus distant last with 27. Uh, the deadliest signs Capricorn, despite having the number seven most killers, Killed the most with 813 victims, uh, yeah. an average of 19 per killer. So Tracy is an efficient killer. He kills in numbers. You know, in a lot of ways, uh, I think when I was writing my resume this year, I think I was highlighting a lot of those efficiencies that were kind of just, you know, buried in the subtext of what you're writing there. So right. I, 
I feel good about that. And it does say I don't kill often, but when I do, I kill a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> it also does say that the uh, the water signs, Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio, accounted for the highest number of killers and victims. Twenty eight percent of the killers and twenty seven percent of the victims. So uh, and then there's a there, they actually it's weird like Hall of Fame they go through each sign's top killer but we don't we don't need to get into that although I will say uh, for each of you so Sag wait who was Steve was Cancer looking for Cancer on the list where the hell is Cancer why do I not see it oh here it is Samuel Little he had sixty one victims okay uh, Tracy with Capricorn was Dean Coral who had twenty eight victims and then uh, mine. Uh, was Earl Nelson. He had a whopping 22. So I guess, and if you think about that, now if you subtract mm -hmm. Earl's 22 from those 204, now I'm basically, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. down to Earl's one. Earl's an outlier yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And not yeah. to be a, he was probably adopted and never knew his real birthday. <laughs> Earl's a hell of an overachiever. So, uh, all right. You know who else is an overachiever? Tracy. You know why? Because he brings us some of the best headlines in the world. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Yeah! Our first story, a large scientific study recently demonstrated evidence that dogs are deeply affected by the deaths, deaths of their canine companions, eating and playing less and seeking attention more Following a loss, signs of grief have been previously reported across many species, including great apes, whales, dolphins, elephants, and birds. But this newfound discovery in dogs has been recently published. Does it say anything about the dogs crying, Tracy? Do they do they cry openly and make tears run down their face as a sign of how sad they are that they... Yes, the, the study continued to show that the tears of dogs can <laughs> clearly be seen from cell phone photos of people who visit your home to have you sign loan paperwork. Yeah. yeah. My, I, I, I have seen this. I, I had two dachshunds that when one of them passed away, the other one who was quite spry in her old age just deteriorated just lost the will to do anything and it was um it was really sad until we got uh her a puppy and then she taught the puppy how to be grumpy and yeah old well and so just to rewind a little bit on last week's show or the week before whatever that was oh this reminds me quick side uh -huh. tangent I actually had a doctor checkup this week and I asked the doctor about my memory and the fact that it's so shitty. And I explained to him, all, I gave him quite a few different scenarios. And he said, the fact that you can remember the scenarios that you've forgotten means you don't have that bad a memory as bad as you think you do. And I said, wow, I said, I will forget names. I'll forget words. He's like, do you forget the people? Like, do you, do you not recognize the person or do you just not remember their name? And I'm like, no, I was recognized the person. I just don't remember the name. Ah, you're fine. So apparently I'm fine. My memory's fine. <laughs> Did he have you draw a clock? Have, having said that, I can't right. I can't remember if we talked about this last week or the week before, which yeah, is sad because it was a week ago. Uh, yeah. But I had a notary come up to my house, and and she said one of her dogs had passed away. The other dog went into mourning and began crying on a regular basis because the dog has wet eyes and the the eyes the its cheeks were wet, and so she is that she chalked that up to the dog crying. I said on that show, and Steve, I am totally with you. I too have seen firsthand dogs grieve and obviously get 
uh, for lack of a better term, bummed out when they lose their... It is it's just like any other creature on Earth. If you have that thing that's in your life every single day and suddenly that thing's gone, you have to learn to cope with that new way and you're going to miss whatever that thing is. So I'm, I'm not saying for a second dogs don't miss when another compa dog companion dies. I'm just saying they don't they don't cry, people. Come on. Yep, you hated her dog. I did. Yeah. Our second story, the state that arguably most deserves an alcoholic version of Mountain Dew more than anywhere else on the planet will thankfully be the first to taste it today. Parent company PepsiCo announced that its latest concoction, Hard Mountain Dew, is now available in Florida, oh, Tennessee, say, let us guess. and Iowa. Sorry. All those make sense. I would I would have said Mississippi, so I think I would have been out of the running, but I at least wanted to. Florida, Tennessee, and Iowa? Yes, and Iowa. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Now, the new 100-calorie spiked seltzer contains... 5% alcohol by volume and comes in four flavors like the original Mountain Dew, Baja Blast, Black Cherry, Watermelon, and uh, list three. Oh, I guess Mountain Dew is the original one. Whatever. Is that a, really a flavor? Can you call Mountain Dew a How Mountain many Dew, Baja Blast, Black <laughs> yes. Cherry, and Watermelon? Mountain Dew flavored. I mean, it's right there on the label. Yeah, I guess it's after enough of those. Who cares? Available in either... 24 ounce single serve cans or 12 12 packs of uh 12 ounce cans you know i so there is a and it's so weird that well it's not weird tracy you and i are often on the same page i can't i can't find it now but there was a there was an article around uh i i actually looked because my son my son loves loves mountain dew and one of the things we may have even talked about it on the show again memory sorry but if we did, I forget. But we the the Mountain Dew has started doing this thing where they have a gajillion different flavors now. And I'm I not exaggerating. Most shelves you go up to have like six to eight different flavors of Mountain Dew. They even do seasonal things. There's a Christmas flavor. There's a Fourth of July flavor. There's all these. There's a Halloween mystery flavor. There's all these different things. And so I had looked up uh, what the most expensive brand of Mountain Dew was and there it was some I want to say it was like Johnson god it was like Johnson it was it was funny because it was like Johnson mining or something like that some Saffron weird black truffle yeah Mountain some Dew. weird off brand that they had only made in a very discreet part of the country just like this they had rolled it out and effectively people were just like okay this is awful and then they, oh, it was called, here it is. It's called Johnson City Gold, which sounds like my urine. That sounds like a name I have, a nickname for my urine. Hey, I just filled the bowl with some Johnson City Gold. Like, uh, no, but it's, it's called Johnson City Gold. And it was, it was released in like 2012. And that is the one now, if you go and try and find it on eBay, you're going to pay like 500 bucks for a bottle of Johnson City Gold. Back to you, Tracy. I don't know what else to say, really. <laughs> Hey, well, our third call story. Call somebody from the back office to bring the special keys to unlock the cabinet to get you that Johnson City Gold. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, we we should uh, bottle some of that for listeners. Maybe that's, that, uh, that could be Johnson a prize. City Gold Archive special box <laughs> set that you get. Special reserve. Yeah. Our third story: A Florida lawyer is facing charges after deputy says she took her clothes off in a bar while drunk. In her arrest affidavit in uh, Pinellas County 
Sheriff's deputy said Kelly Elkins was at the beach bar and drunk to the point where the manager refused to serve her. Investigators said Elkin then went to the bathroom and came back out completely naked, and she refused to leave when the manager asked her to leave. That is the thing. Steve and I have a shared story of somebody that <laughs> I won't say who it was, but we were at a bachelor party with this guy, and uh, he was he was he had definitely had a lot of alcohol, and he went into the bathroom, and when he came out, he had no shirt on. He was he was shirtless. Just uh, pair, Steve, I think he had a pair of jeans on and some cowboy boots, if I remember correctly, and no shirt, and acted like it was no big deal. And when we called him on it, like, hey. Uh, Roger. Hey, Roger. Uh, what happened to the shirt? He said, I got sick in the bathroom and threw up all over. It's just in the sink. And yeah. just decided the best thing to do would be just take it off and come back out and go back to drinking. He had a beer in his hand as he was telling us his story. So Yeah, that's yeah. hard to know what to do. Once you've thrown up on clothing, it's yeah. really hard to know what to do. Yeah. There was a little bit of, I mean, there's there's a little bit of, I mean, you know this person. You you're you're comfortable with this person and then you're not comfortable with this yeah. person i thought you were gonna say and nobody else in the bar is like yeah and, and it's like you 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 know and like this person and then it then you're then all for some reason it's very nerve-wracking yeah. to be standing there and and be forced to um feel like this is normal well, and that's yeah, the thing is, it's even more off-putting when you say to the when you call them out and say, "Hey, just in case you didn't realize, you don't have a shirt on," and they're like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's in the sink." When they play it off as it's no big, I'm fine. If you're fine, I'm not fine. Yeah, that's that's gone too far. There's two scenarios where somebody I'm perfectly good with goes into the bathroom and comes out either like without a shirt on or in a bathrobe. <laughs> I can't there's zero chance I can treat that yeah. like it's normal. Yeah. Like ever. I played a show one time in one of the roughest bars I've ever been in ever. And we were we were playing a song and this um this woman came you know got off of her stool at the bar, came out to the dance floor. The dance floor was lit really well. And we were playing this you know, longer kind of jammy song. And she started doing very elaborate, like real dance moves, like leaps and spins and turns <laughs> that, I mean, they, they looked good. It, it didn't, it didn't appear that this woman had been a professional dancer <laughs> in a while. Um, but clearly the skills were still there. And all of a sudden, clothing started coming off this was not an exotic dance kind of thing but then it became an exotic dance kind of thing <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the the clothes are coming off down to like underwear like like and mm -hmm. like we didn't know if we if if we stopped would she just all of a sudden just take off all of her clothes yeah because then we we didn't want to stop we we needed to keep going and so Finally, somebody came out when she was when she was wrestling with the back of her bra strap because she was trying to she was trying to get it off to be free. And you know what? It in in like an art film, it probably would have been a beautiful moment. Yeah. But uh, but not not for real. I, I have discovered so much of life is not an art film, not my life. Yeah. It's all yeah. the red balloon for me. Where do you guys stand on bathrobes? 
Are you bathrobe wearers at all, Tracy? No, I I, I own a couple, but uh, they they make their way to Goodwill. Uh, I, I've had them as gifts. I've tried them out. I've tried different ways to do it. I no way. I just can't. I just can't do it. In fact, I prefer just to get all my clothes on. Again. Yeah, yeah, Steve, you're the same way. You you're not a bathrobe wearer. Is that what you were going to say? I've gone through phases where I've worn them and thought they were all right. And um, but I just I just I I I don't. I, I just don't. You know, I'll even be at at hotels and <laughs> not to toot my own horn here, but some pretty nice hotels. I will be at some hotels where there are bathrobes provided, and I know they're nice and clean. I'm not skeeved out by the germs or anything like that. But I'll look at him hanging on the back of the bathroom door and go like, yeah, I'm not, I've never even grabbed a free one off a hotel bathroom door and put it on just to, to, there's nothing about a bathrobe that interests me. There, absolutely nothing. I do not care to wear a bathrobe and I don't know, I, I don't, well, I, I almost said I don't know of anybody I know who wears a bathrobe, but how would the, how the hell would I know if they wear a bathrobe? Yeah, we we need a an informal poll of listeners to yeah. find out. We need to start showing up places unannounced at odd times. That's right, or just looking need. through windows at night. Oh, maybe yeah. that's our next on location show. Go ahead, Tracy. Back to you. Our final story: sixteen month old lock samples has grown up sticking out everywhere the Roswell, Georgia toddler goes. His mother, Caitlin Samples, says he turns heads, and we can't go anywhere without someone making a comment. Whether it's uh, at the park or just anywhere else out in public, people come up to us and they ask to touch it. And they are very curious about his hair. Locke Samples was born with a typical baby hair, just like his big brother, Shepard, who's three years old. But when this six-month-old started having crazy hair, um, it started to take off. And his mom said that... uh, uh, went to a doctor to said, uh, is this normal? And this is where we found out that this young toddler uh, has a one in a million heredity condition known as uncombable hair syndrome. And his hair just sticks out straight from his head. That's going to be really hard to find like a, a therapy group to join. Like, at, but But what a fun therapy group that would be. Wow. Do your, do yourselves a favor. If you're listening to this at home and just Google uncombable hair syndrome and take a look at, take a look at at some of these kids. Cause Holy cow. But I will say in this one particular case, Tracy, they named their kid Locke and Shepard. These parents deserve all the shit they get in life. Yes. But Locke samples, doesn't that sound kind of like it's, it's, locks of hair i mean like they kind of set him up for this a little bit steve is actually googling he's image searching right now most of them just look like kids that had stood way too close to like a piece of static and it made their hair stand on end but it it does it does look like if you met this kid one of these kids on the street you would just think their parents were just kind of doing some crazy hair on the kid haha isn't that funny you wouldn't realize that it's like this 24 7 I, I, and if they were older with longer hair, you'd think they were possibly in a nitro cover band. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, that's, I mean, they're, this is something they're going to have to contend with their, you know, that's, that's, um, so they, they, so they have people coming up, you know, I mean, that's kind of insensitive to, 
you know, walk up and what the he- what the hell is wrong with you? I just what the hell you do this every time? Well, I got- I I feel bad. I mean, they they're feel they bad that the parents they- named him Locke. Okay, that's yeah, what you feel bad about. They- How many times have we told you on the comedy show you're not allowed to have empathy? Yeah. We have said this. Yeah. You can put a hat I- on hair. You can't put a hat on Locke. I, you know, I mean, that's they're they're going to have to overcome a bunch of stuff like like us they're going to have to overcome a bunch of a bunch of people like us commenting on their hair and they can't do anything about it it's uh that's i sorry kids so after the uh, mother went to a pediatrician <laughs> they were like you know we know Locke and we know his hair but we can't really help you here so we're going to send you directly to a specialist. So apparently there are specialists uh, in this. I didn't say They're... anything about the kid's hair. In fact, all I said was, if you saw the kid on the street, you just think the parents teased up the hair. You wouldn't really think anything of it unless you saw the kid multiple times. And then you might think something was going on. I didn't, mm-hmm. wh- you say we, we said something about the kids. We didn't say anything about the kid's hair other than the kid has this condition. I didn't make fun of the kid. Tracy didn't make fun of the kid. And then you come in bleeding heart liberal, bleeding all over this goddamn podcast, talking about how this, oh, this kid's going to have such a tough life with his frizzy, oh, frizzy hair. Save your empathy for NPR. Hey, I got to ask a question. (laughs) Do you ask people, do you ask people for, to touch things in public? I mean, do people have things that you want to touch and you ask them to touch it? No, no. Dave, have you ever asked a stranger to touch something that you wanted to touch? No, and it's the one thing that I... No, and the reason for this, I think, maybe I would be that person, I don't know, but I have... Now, it's not a touching thing, but I have lived, obviously, my entire life with my sister. Steve knows this, Tracy, you might know this, I don't remember. My sister is 6'4", and -hmm. she's incredibly slender, which makes her look like she's 7'1". When you're really skinny and you're tall... It just exacerbates how tall you look. And so I have been my entire life with my sister in malls and things where we walk by somebody and you can actually hear them say like, oh, did you see how tall she was as we walked by? And so that just sort of, that made me like, I would never, I've heard people call my sister out on these things all the time. She rolls with it. She's fine with it. Like she's so used to it now, but it just makes me, I would never comment on something like that. And I would never go up and I would definitely never go up and ask somebody to touch something. Yeah. Can I touch uh, you because you're tall? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think I remember touching Dave's sister. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's that's the news, fellas. Just ended on a high note. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. We're, we're getting to ra- ra- ready to wrap things up here. we got a couple of surprises coming down the pike. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, week after next, I am gone to Stockholm. We'll see what comes from that. Uh, then the week after that, I am also gone. So we're going to be putting together a couple of different shows. It may or may not be Tracy and, and Steve by themselves. We may do so a little bit of uh, magic to see what else we can come up with. We're just going to see. So you're going to have to stay tuned. You're going to have to tune in to hear what we do come up with. But in the meantime, Steve, anything else from you? Nothing good. Tracy, how about you? I can't uh, wait to get back to jamming with my fake band on my phone again. (laughs) All right. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. (laughs) 